TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet light-hearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Hey, we to welcome you to the Two Guys at a Mic show. Beautiful, beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be with you right up until 11 o'clock. Big Dog and a Coach at your service talking sports and more. We had a couple of nice victories uh, on the baseball side of things and the way our football team looked over the weekend. We need a little feel good from our baseball teams. Nicely done by the Chicago White Sox. They Made it a little closer than it needed to be. Bobby Jenks doing the uh, dreadful ninth inning balancing act, or lack of balancing act, we should say. Blowing a three-run lead, but all's well that ends well. The White Sox win the ball game 10-6 and 11 innings. Mike Quanay's Cubs. Mike Quanay's Cubs. I'm a little disappointed that they're not undefeated anymore. As many of the regular listeners know, I, after watching Quanay's team win their first game, I predicted them going 35 and 3. I was going to go 38 and 0 at the well, somewhere along the way they're going to slip up. But still, 6 and 2. Not too bad. 6 and 2 under Mike Quade. They went 14 to 2 yesterday. It's also Residue Tuesday here on the program. Any of the stories we did not get to over the weekend. Maybe you were not able to listen to yesterday's show. You want to pick up some of the things from the weekend that was in sports. That's what Residue Tuesday is all about. Our phone number is 888-463-6748. Hold on, i got to get my little board up here. I mean, I got the number memorized, but this thing's like my my uh, security blanket. 888-463-6748, the phone number, or you can email us at mike2guys at AOL.com. Remember, that's M-I-C and the number two, mike2guys, AOL.com. David Olson, our producer, Big Dog, not on the line right now. We are expecting... Him to check in. We want to thank uh, Mike Murrow. Did a heck of a job yesterday. The M&M guy, young kid, uh, filling in yesterday, doing a very nice job. So, Michael, if you're out there, uh, Mike Murrow, thank you very much. I know our female listening audience with the young and rather photogenic Mike. Dave, I know you do uh, studies each and every day on our show and usually uh, brings you to tears when you look at some of the ratings on our show. But uh, the female audience, I believe, up 73% on yesterday's show. We may have to have Mike on more often. It's unbelievable. Does that mean corollarily? Is corollarily a word? I kind of like be, it. Can be. I think it's that's not bad. If it's not a word, it certainly should be. I think corollarily, or, or sadly, am I to say corollarily? Now that Mike is not on the show, our female viewing audience goes down seventy three percent. David is shaking his head. You, know, you could have given me a little, you know, no, coach, don't worry about it. I'm sure it's up. It's not you, Coach. No, Dave shaking his head. Yeah, pretty much that's the case. Nice to have good support from your producer. Again, 888-463-6748 if you want to check in, talk anything in sports. I'm sure we'll have some calls on our Chicago Bear football team, which uh, absolutely discombobulated over the weekend. 0-3, I think, in the exhibition season. Doesn't matter what the record is. It's the way that they have looked. So we'll talk some Bear football as well. Uh, but the big news yesterday, White Sox did win the ball game, and they uh, gained a half a game on Minnesota, 10-6. to Possible negative, though, Gordon Beckham. If you're looking for uh, bad news out of a victory, Gordon Beckham with a hand injury. I didn't see it happen, but uh, 
He was hitting the ball two out of three up until that point, I think in the last 40, 45 games. Back combatant, something like 349. So he is back. The Baxter is back, but now that the Baxter is back, the Baxter might be hurt. Hopefully it is not broken. The initial x-rays were that it might have been broken. Then the follow-up x-rays saying, no, it is not broken. I know we have our medical people here at the talk zone. David, if we talk to our uh, doctors, do we have a report from our uh, in-studio medical people? Uh, we do not. They're taking vacation this week. They want to roll it in the... Uh... Labor Day and get the 10 days off. It's so. not Wednesday. They're not on the golf course. They're just taking the whole 10 days, huh? Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Well, the summer, you know. Yeah, you get Monday off, Labor Day, you know, three-day weekend. Let's make it 10 days. What the hell? All right. Not a bad gig, by the way. If you want to be an in-studio doctor, uh, vacations are paid. The only time you don't get paid is when you actually work and come on the air. It's kind of a reverse effect. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully not bad news because Gordon Beckham starting to hit the ball. And if the White Sox are going to make a run, they are going to need him. They give up three runs in the ninth inning. They're leading 6-3. to three. Steve Stone, Kenny Harrelson, the Hawk on TV, all set to uh, get out early and uh, you know go to their dinner reservations on time. And then, boom, a walk, a couple of hits. Don't walk people, Bobby Jenks. Don't walk people with a three-run lead. Not just Bobby Jenks. Any relievers out there. I can handle a hit. I can handle a couple of hits. But you come in with a three-run lead, don't walk somebody. Put the ball over the plate and make them hit the ball. Just a little friendly advice from your local sports talk uh, radio host here. I think we got the big dog on the line. Let's welcome him in, checking in on line number 47 today. Wow. Co-host, big dog, Joel Redwanski. Dog, how are you? You know how much I love the, the prime numbers, Coach. You know, when you walk somebody, you know what happens? A blue pit ends up getting you beat. Yes. Yeah, you know, with a one-run lead, even with a one-run lead, you don't want to. But when anything more than a one-run lead, especially three, four, five-run lead, don't walk. Put it over the plate. Yeah, right? and Barry Bonds isn't exactly in the in the batter's box. By the way, I think he's passed away. I'm not exactly sure. I know Babe Ruth is dead. Mm-hmm. Ed Williams is dead. So when you <laughs> throw, throw strikes. Yeah. Okay. Basically, basically at that point, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, hearsay or a baseball wisdom. A walk oh, is pretty much the same as a home run. They don't... Yeah, in some sense, yeah, because basically you're, you've basically turned, I know the guy hasn't scored yet, but you've taken a three-run lead and turned it into a two-run yeah. lead as soon as somebody is on base. It, it does everybody behind them has now moved up one. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing when I coach baseball, Big Dog, and I'm sure they do this in the mindset of major league outfielders, that there's a little blooper. And you've got a three- or four-run lead. One of those ones where an outfielder is debating, and you have about a half a second, maybe a second and a half at most to oh, debate. You do, you, do you let it fall in, or do you go for it? Well, with a three-run lead, the answer is very easy. You die. Yeah. Because if it gets by you, three-run lead, it doesn't matter if the runner's on first or third. I understand there's the force-out situation. But for the most part, now one-run lead, different story. Because now oh, it's absolutely. a huge difference. Are you yeah. with me on that? Defensive oh, yeah. strategy. Coach, yeah, you actually are talking common sense baseball right there. I yeah. totally understand what you're you don't, saying. You don't have to sound that surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Big dog, how are you? Everything uh, good in your life? Hopefully uh, you're all set to talk some sports here for the next 49 minutes and 12 seconds. Well, yeah, I'll, I, I can definitely go off the sports page like like usual. But, uh, uh, yes, I, I'm ready to speak some sports. And, you know, sorry, I was a little late, Coach. Things got a little hectic around here, so. 
but you know everything's going absolutely fabulous. Things are looking up. I have a, a another well, not another, but a good job interview today. So that'll uh-huh. be at one thirty. So hopefully all that goes well. You got a lot so, of stuff going on. You got you got website potential. You got the blackandbluecity.com. You got YouTube's. You got an acting career. You got like six or seven things in the hopper. Unfortunately, none of which are currently giving you a paycheck. Yeah, well, I mean, a very small paycheck. Is, is is all I'm getting right now, but all that stuff is actually you know going to change soon. Yeah. So. By the way, I'm working on a gig for you. Oh, oh it's really? a three day only. Three day only. Don't get excited. It's not permanent. But my brother is in the uh, the music antique business, if you will. And so the does music. You want me to play a Stradivarius? Uh, God bless you. Who? Okay. <laughs> I think he played second base for the Cubs when Glenn Beckert. Uh, Retired, I think Stradivarius took over at second base. No, there's an international music festival coming up at the end of September. Okay. My brother's antique collection is going to be featured in this. They are looking for, and they've got budgeted for like 1,500 hours for a security guard for three nights okay. or four nights. So I need to find out what department they're going through. But immediately I thought of the big dog Red Wanski. You do no, overnight. I, I mean, I've I know you do this. overnight work, but do you do yeah. overnight work standing up? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, I, I've done security before. As a matter of fact, uh, I was able to get all the riffraff out of Mullins, and now since I've left, all the gangbangers are back. Now, it's a little bit different security, Coach. Mullins uh, being a, a fine uh, a West Suburban bar, sports bar. Yes. Okay. Yes. And when I was there, there was two fights. They were both early. <laughs> and they had my career there, and then eventually... It got cleaned up, and now that I'm not there anymore, from what I understand, it's like mm-hmm. the wild, wild west again. What did so, you get fired for again? Was it taking liberties with a male bartender? Uh, yes, it was, and the liberties were the fact that uh, <laughs> I wanted to get to know Jeff Daniels very well. So, Jeff Daniels, no the actor? actor? Uh, no, oh. there's no actor Jeff Daniels, is there? I think there's a Jeff Daniels. Oh, that's what I thought you said, Jeff Daniels. Oh, no, no, I, I wasn't trying to take any liberties <laughs> with, with Jeff Daniels. Not, not whatsoever. Oh, once again, an ugly turn here on the Sports Talk Radio oh, Show. Oh, it's even uh, uglier. All right, but, but 300, I'm going to work on it for 300 hours a night. That's not, you, you, that would work. Uh, coach, please do the best that you possibly can on All that right. particular one. Now, you're yeah. not going to fall asleep on the job and have my, uh, you know, brother's very valuable musical collection stolen because then I would not look good. Uh, coach, the best that I can tell you is there is something called energy drink. Okay. <laughs> And for $1,500, I will stock up on a whole case. Okay, and I can care less about the heart attack ramifications for a couple of days. I'm pretty healthy. All right, I'll give you a sheet. I have uh, eight of the most common symptoms of a stroke. So I don't know if I can prevent you having the stroke while you down all those drinks, but I will allow you the, or I will educate you on the symptoms so you know when the stroke is coming. Yeah, at least I know why, you know, I'm on yes. the ground twitching and can't speak and move half of my body. I'm like, hey, it's a stroke. At least I know why. I, you exactly. Know, that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help, big dog. Good to know. <laughs> like, when you go to heaven or hell and they, hey, how'd you get here? I don't know what hit me. I don't want to be one of those guys. I want to know. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. 888-463-6748. Big dog. Talk some bear football. It's residue Tuesday, so we'll pick up some of the stuff from the weekend. But very quickly, our White Sox did pull out a victory yesterday, 10 to 6. They got a half a game closer. Uh, Manny Ramirez coming to town. I mentioned yesterday, I'm not happy about it at all. Your well, thoughts on Emmanuel? Not happy at all. Not me. Well, Coach, I got to tell you something. If they signed him to a one year contract, you should be irate as any type of Chicago baseball fan. 
But I'm telling you, for a, for about 27 games, this guy will be a dream come true for the Chicago White Sox. He will try the whole entire time. Plus, yeah. he, he he's going to be DH, so you don't have to put him out there left field and Manny Ramirez in left field. I mean, oh, that's that's just that's just an ugly ugly well, proposition. It is it is a dream come true for me, but most of my dreams have been bad of late, very very bad. No, I don't want a guy for 27 games. I want my White Sox, the team that I've watched all year long, big. I want them to make it or break it on their own. I don't want some uh, long-haired freak coming. I don't care what kind of hair he wears. I like, there's a lot, a lot of guys with long hair that I like, so I'll take that comment back. But uh, bad attitude, kind of weird dude. Of course, he's got the uh, performance enhancing drugs uh, suspension, what, once or twice well, in his career, so we got all that well, hanging well, up. It's not, even, it's not even so much. It's secondarily the attitude. The primary thing is with, with 27 games, big dog, I don't want someone else coming in and affecting my team. Let them win or lose on the ball club that we've seen all season long. Well, I mean, your your stance there doesn't surprise me, so I'm not going to go down that particular road anymore. Times are a little different. Actually, no, times aren't different. Baseball has done this forever. Okay, But I will tell you this. He wasn't suspended for performance-enhancing enhancing drugs. He was actually suspended because he was on a woman's hormone pill. Mm-hmm. Or so he said. No, no, no. That's why. That's what it was. He got. He was tested positive for a woman's hormone pill. Well, so technically, were... he didn't get busted for performance I'm... enhancing drugs. But by the way, you take that hormone pill if you are on the performance enhancing drugs. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say I'm almost afraid to ask, but why was he taking the women's hormone drug but apparently you just answered that now he didn't get his like someone didn't exchange purses with him like what happened to paris hilton right he didn't use that excuse no i don't believe so because uh, he okay. he does wear the satchel i don't think he wears it actually brings a woman first around he actually has a satchel mm-hmm. so that that shouldn't have been an issue all right that i actually like the satchel look is a good look i don't like the look of manny oh, hold on you like a man with a satchel oh yeah like i understand indiana jones okay but you're talking about a regular guy on the street wearing uh-huh. a man purse. I kind of I get into the I'm, I'm I'm a long time satchel guy. Well, uh, Dave Olson, we know what to get coach for Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah, and remember, I'm a lefty, so make sure the strap goes on the uh, left hand side. Thank you very uh, much. Should it go on the right hand side? Whatever. It goes on the side of of your strong hand. I did not realize this. <laughs> I'm a non dominant strap type person, and. Uh, that probably sounds wrong even to begin with. Yes, David? I was out over the weekend partaking in some adult beverages. I'll bet you were. And uh, I was surprised at the uh, number of man bags I saw. <laughs> Why, what was the number? One? No. No, I'd say 75%. Where were you? I, I, was, at, I was at the Holiday Club on Sheridan <laughs> Irving Park Road. Oh my goodness! Seventy percent. I did. That's what I said. I was like, "Big dog." I didn't realize it was such a trend. Don't knock the strap bag until you've tried it, big dog. Okay, because Zach Gillenefis or whatever the heck his name is from The Hangover, you know, he was wearing one, and it was considered a joke. <laughs> and besides that, he's the only other movie star I've ever seen wear him. And Arda is normally a movie star that starts these trends. Well, it's the Jack Bauer man bag. You know, he oh. always, he always had one. Oh, okay. I have to admit, I've never seen 24. I've never seen an episode. So maybe that's why I haven't fallen in the trap of... Uh, maybe if I start carrying a whip and a pistol, I'll start carrying the satchel also. Or man bag, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I was just... I was I was in shock. 
I was in shock. I really was. It was like I didn't think this was that much of a trend, you know. Granted, I'm kind of out of the loop with the wife and kids and everything, and I don't get out as often. You are definitely not cool anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Any chance you made a quick uh, right turn, stopped in your local department store, maybe went to an Old Navy and uh, picked up a strap bag for the weekend? I did not. However, you know... It kind of did cross my mind because it's like as I was walking from my car to the bar, I'm like, man, I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. <laughs> and it, it, it'd be kind of nice oh, to yeah. have, have some some kind of contraption that yeah. I could put all my well, stuff Well, I, I have long, long, way before the uh, – and Big Dog, you can attest to this, and it was way before I even met you. I've gone uh, briefcase as a version of a women's purse. Now, I'm not like the business exec. I've never had a business exec's job, but I've got like – Three different briefcases. I use one that's in the car all the time, and basically it's filled with all the stuff that I that I need. Sort of a women's purse version. Now, obviously, it's not something I carry with me when I go to a shoe store, department store, or the uh, convenience store. But big dog, you've seen the briefcase in my car, right? Yeah, absolutely. As a yeah. matter of fact, you you I didn't know you had three because the one that you carried, you had to put your finger on the actual edge of the briefcase or else it would yes. open up at all, any time all three of them all three are broken so i, I don't even think about oh, it anymore i just okay. hold thumb on one end the uh index finger on the other that's an automatic uh, trained muscle response program I, for me i thought about getting you a big manila folder actually that that would probably be better <laughs> than the actual briefcase if you have to hold it like uh, that i'm a fan of manila folders so i've become an organization freak in my uh Later years, to the extreme annoyment of my family, by the way, but I got a file for everything. I even got a file for you at home. Really? You oh, have yeah. a big dog file? I actually have a big dog file. That's a that's a that's a little disconcerting. Yes. So am I under dog or big? Uh both. Both. Like I said, I'm an organization freak. I got you alphabetized by, or I got you categorized both alphabetically and categorically. I even got a file just to go over my files. So I can so, actually organize the files. That would be called the Dewey Decimal System, or like the actual. I mean, do you have it like that? So in one part, I'm right ahead of Barishnikov, and another <laughs> one, I'm right after Dave Olson. Oh goodness, uh, a little bit of both, yes, a little bit of both. All right, where were we? Somehow we were talking about White Sox baseball and got sidetracked into the handbag. But suffice it to say, and we invite the listeners here. Manny Ramirez coming to town. In fact, he is in town. He'll play, I believe. For the White Sox tonight, 888-463-674. I'm totally against it. And, Big Dog, you uh, you think it's a good move by Kenny Williams. You know what? This team needs to make the playoffs. Their DHs have been absolutely abysmal this year. You know what? If I'm a White Sox fan, I want to see my team in the postseason. If that means picking up a rental player that you can basically laugh at and, and a couch if it doesn't work out, hey, might as well. Too bad they couldn't get a relief pitcher because that's what they really needed more than anything was uh, another arm for the bullpen or two or three arms for that bullpen. Does but, it disgust you at all that Manny Ramirez is going to get $3.7 million or something in the like for one month of baseball with the White Sox? Does that bother you? No, he's, somebody signed a contract for him, Coach. The fact is baseball players get way too much. But then again, owners are clearing hundreds of millions of dollars a year. What, I guess what disgusts me the most is it costs, uh, basically the cheapest ticket that you can find to go to a baseball game nowadays is about $20. Yes. How about that? That disgusts yes. me more than the fact that yes. he's going to make $3.8 million with, uh, with the White Sox the rest of the year. Yeah. It's become a domino build on each other's step-by-step effect, and the players 
making more outrageous money. The owners making more outrageous money. And while their steps slowly go up and up and up and up, to the fan, the average fan like you and me, our steps keep going down and down and down. Not just ticket prices, but the enjoyment of watching the game. How many commercials do we see? You know, between innings in baseball it used to be a you know minute, two minute break. Now it's a four inning break. And now you got you know if a guy no, walks, the walk, and it's two minute and twenty five seconds is what it is. You know, it feels like four or five minutes, but you know, a home run is sponsored by so and so. This triple brought to you by so and so. I don't mind the sponsorship. Oh, no, because the sponsorships are something that we'll sit through. We lose the big dog by somebody. I, I'm like, okay, that's a way that it doesn't affect me whatsoever. So I'm going to disagree with sponsors, but I do agree with everything else you're saying so far. You, you are right. You know what cracks me up is I, I, I met a guy through Black and Blue City, mm-hmm. and he was like, you truly are a Cub fan. You're not just some guy who got this show and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. He's like, he's like, you know, uh, I bought 20 tickets to Cub games this year, but uh, I gave them all the way to my company and we're using them. He's like, too bad. I wouldn't mind giving you one. And he basically admitted that 20 tickets a game are just given away to people who don't even care about the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. And it's too bad because he wished he could give me one of the 20 tickets that he gave away, but he didn't have yeah. any left. Yeah. I'm not talking about 20 for one game. I'm talking about 20 season tickets, coach. Not not an, not enough for the real, true, passionate fans are able, mm-hmm. primarily for financial reasons, partly because of the economy as it is now, partly because of the uh, ticket prices. And a big reason is because, again, the owner's making all that money, and a guy like Manny Ramirez makes $3.7 million for one month of baseball. Some people can accept it. I choose not to accept it. I'm disgusted by it. It bothers me, and it turns me off for professional sports. You could say that's the way it is. The more you say the way it's, that's the way it is, the more it stays the same. All that evil requires is for good people to do nothing. It's disgusting. We need to do something about it. Bring the contracts down. Bring the owners' uh, well, amount the of money way, they make the down. The only way it would ever happen is if people started boycotting baseball, Coach. That's the only way we can make any change. But the problem is Cubs have their worst season in 20 years, not, not record-wise, just and all around just how ugly the show was. Mm-hmm. And they're still averaging 37000 well, a game. There's ways. You have to be creative. There are ways. You got to think about it. And one I've suggested in you part. You have to boycott. That's, the, huh? that's not the if only way. If you're worried way. about the money, coach, the only way to affect their pocketbook is to not go. It's not the only way. It's it's the most logical way. But again, got to okay, think. Don't buy any merchandise. You got to think outside the box. How about if we get a, a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates? Take the lowest budgeted team, and the fans are so disgusted that everybody starts buying up Pittsburgh Pirate tickets. We're going to go to every single one of their games. We're going to buy Pirate merch all of a sudden because of the low salaries and this spirited young team that everybody's rooting for that won, you know, let's say they go 48 and they lose, you know, 120. 114. But the place is packed. The fans are getting into it. They're rooting for the underdog. Every victory is a huge – are you with me here? People are buying up the Pittsburgh stuff all of a sudden. The lowest budgeted team is making the most money. I'm just throwing something outside the box. And the fans, the Major League Baseball feels, sports, pro sports, feels that populism effect. And then another owner decides to go that route. That's a way maybe that the fans could speak without without boycotting. In fact, it's so almost the, the opposite. The only problem is people would continue to go to Yankee and Red Sox and Cub Games. That wouldn't make any effect on it whatsoever. I, I, I like the spirit of Thank what you. you're saying, Coach. Thank but you. It's not practical. Yeah. I'm all about the spirit. 
if I could have some cheerleaders in the uh, studio with me here, I'd even make my point better. S-P-I-R-I-T, spirit, spirit, spirit. Yo, okay. Does that help you, Coach? Does that make you feel better? <laughs> U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're just plain ugly. Thank you. Uh, well, yes, I know I'm ugly, I understand. All right, 888-463-674. Baseball's one thing. It's worse than football. I mean, you honestly, you go to a pro football game right now and a significant chunk of your enjoyment. Feel free to correct me if you disagree, big dog, and listeners out there, 888-463-674. It definitely affects the the, uh, the fun of the game, your enjoyment, the TV timeouts. There's no reason to go to an NFL game. Are you kidding me? Yes. You, you spend half the time sitting on your hands. There's so many television timeouts. It's unbelievable. That's why, I mean, there's a lot less television timeouts in college football. I'm not saying it's still not annoying, but there's a lot less. Uh, and in college football, there's very easy to change the channel if you're at home watching it yep. to the eight other games that are on. But in the NFL, you just have the red zone channel. And somehow they have figured it out where every single team goes to break exactly the same time in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know how they've done it. Uh-huh. But uh, so uh, I'll have to admit, I love the game of American football. It is, it's just, it's a beautiful game. Okay. But the way they have, I mean, each owner makes over $150 million a year. That's the average earnings of an NFL owner. That's why next year, this strike or the lockout or whatever the heck it's going to end up being Mm -hmm. might last the whole entire season. So if you're an NFL fan, make sure to watch as many games as you possibly can this year because there will be no football in 2011. Wow. You can mark that down. Wow. Okay. Because the owners have a total stranglehold over everything, and when this contract goes up, they don't want to give it up. And the the fact is these players make a fraction of what the owners make. And I'm talking about a fraction, Coach. The players make about 25% of the profit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, like, the front office people make about point. 4% 4% of the office profits. I'm not talking about the general managers. I'm talking about the secretaries and the people who do all the little work around there. And then like the coaches make about 5%. And then after that, it's you're talking 65% of the profit goes to the owner. Now, I'm not complaining about that. I'm not I, complaining. I That's am. the way it's set up. But I'm just saying that there's going to be a long, long strike. So anybody mm-hmm. this year holding out for more money, you're an idiot because – if you don't play this year, you're not going to get a paycheck in 2011, Daryl Revis. By the way, I am. You may not be complaining. I am complaining. If they're making 55 percent of the profit, so you've got some guy that's already, huh? 65 percent. 65. That makes me feel a whole lot better. Um, some guy that's already incredibly wealthy and he's making that much more money. Meanwhile, destroying the game that we so much enjoy. Yeah, I got a problem with that. I don't care if it's the way it is. That's the way the economy is. That's the way the business is. I don't care. It's still wrong, and we should find a way to change it. Those the the, the owners of the NFL are actual real owners. I mean, they're they're usually they're all individual people that have made incredible business decisions okay. and have earned the right to buy a football franchise. So. That's fine. God bless them. But to me, that, that doesn't give them the right to charge exorbitant prices to overpay for players and then to throw in commercials. And breaks in the game that destroy our enjoyment of the wonderful game, and, uh, and 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 even worse, make ticket prices to the point where the everyday fan that supported the game for so many years can't go to the game. I don't like it. Something wrong with it, coach, coach. Only two teams in the NFL didn't sell out all their games last year, and the Lions weren't one of them. The Lions sold all their games out last year. Mm-hmm. It was the Jaguars and the Rams. Every other 
every other ticket was sold last year in the NFL. So that makes so it okay. I'm just saying that I, there's I, enough people out there where you're not going to get any change. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you wanted to change, when stuff like that happens, it won't. But if a strike happens, player the fans get really upset. They'll take it out on not going. And with, so it's, even though it's the players are going to strike, even though they're getting millions of dollars to play, they're going to end up not going to games. It's going to end up hurting the owners. Well, it's, it's, it's jacked up. It's, it's totally jacked up. Let them go on strike, and then uh, we can inform each of our listeners where the closest Division Three school is next to where they live, and they can go out on a Saturday afternoon and watch quality football from really hungry players that aren't getting paid, and you can watch the game, and there's no TV timeouts. How about that? You can be back right. home and uh, you know have dinner with the kids before the game is over. That, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, Maybe Mac Murray should move their games to Sunday in 2011. It's an interesting thought. Sure, the people of Jacksonville would like that. I mean, we used to get eight, ten thousand 10,000 people that's, out to our football games at Mac Murray College. That's an interesting thought. I wonder how many colleges have even thought of doing that. There's no pro football next year? little Sunday uh-huh. college football, you get a big crowd at your local uh, school, you market it a little bit, you know, some little catchy phrase implying no pro football, come watch us play. That's not bad. You know, think about it this way. Think about this. Uh, you don't. You can't do it every week. See, Purdue, just say Purdue's playing and they, they're going to play on Saturdays. But, hey, hey, when we play Indiana and when we play Illinois, we're going to play on Sunday because that way the players can get back to campus in time for Monday, no problem. Because mm-hmm. it's it's an hour and a half bus ride yep. either way to Bloomington or to Champaign. Do you, you see what I'm getting at? You don't do it for every game. Big dog always thinking of academics. Very nicely done. You know, like when Michigan State and Michigan play, you do it on the Sunday. When mm-hmm. so at least the end the NCAA could possibly have you know eight to fifteen games every single Sunday. And all of a sudden, people will realize, wow, this college football is freaking awesome. Yeah. And guess what? We can still bet on it. <laughs> and I hate to tell you, yeah. why do you think the NFL is so popular? I don't care what anybody says. The NFL is so popular because it's the, not the easiest sport, but it's the most, in a sense, it is the easiest of figuring out the point spreads and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. That's why it's so popular. And all of a sudden, you have fantasy college football all of a sudden, no one's going to really care. If they, I mean, people will care that the NFL's not there, but they, they won't miss it as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you meet a beautiful girl, blah, 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 the, the one that uh, broke your heart uh, like a week earlier, and you don't mind so much anymore. By the way, speaking of betting on the games, you got uh, my mouth watering a little bit. Not that we bet on the games, but we do play our little uh, for-fun gambling game each and every Friday on the uh, Two Guys in a Mic show, Football Fridays to uh, this Friday. This Friday, about 72 hours, Big Dog, slightly less than 72 hours, we will be, de- be debuting our first football Friday of the year, including Beat the Schmoes. And I know you are excited uh, for your ninth consecutive year of being a football schmo here on the show. I'm extremely excited, yeah. and it's uh, it's always been a tradition of mine to start slow and then get red hot. Yes. And, Coach, I have figured out the way I am definitely going against the University of Illinois and taking the Missouri Tigers this particular Saturday just in hope that on September 4th, Illinois can pull uh, a, a Indianapolis Colts horseshoe out of their butt and actually beat the Missouri Tigers. So you're going with the reverse, the curse theory. You're going to bet on the team, pick, that, yeah. pick the team that you don't want in hopes that the other team actually wins. Which probably means yeah. that Missouri will end up winning like 37 to 10. So yeah, I was, maybe I shouldn't do that. I was going to say that that theory's been uh, tried many, many times. Uh, I don't know how to gently put this to you, big dog. It doesn't work. 
Okay. I've tried it with Northwestern for the last one, two, oh, 38 years. Well, yeah, that, well it, it helped in 95, Coach. What was that, our Rose Bowl year? Yes, it was, Coach. Didn't help in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Close it up. 888-463-6748, our phone number here, Coach and the Big Dog. At your service, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, indeed, football Friday, beat the schmoes. Make sure you join us each and every Friday during the football season. It starts this Friday. Obviously, no pro games to pick. We'll do high school, and we will do college. Big Dog, we come back, we'll pick up uh, some more residue from the weekend and Talk about the team nearest and dearest to your heart, the beloved Bears, who are in a bit of shambles right now. But hopefully you will tell us uh, maybe a few bright lights that we can find in hopes of some optimism. Can you do that for a brother? Um, I guess the fact that people who own season tickets probably might be willing to give them up. And if you're a regular Bear fan, you might be able to actually see a game this year. Uh, there's the backhanded compliment I've ever heard. But all right, we'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. Dog and the coach at your service up to eleven. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com big dog uh, only able to do the show with us just a little bit yesterday david uh, a little bit of a rough weekend had a little bit of a stomach disorder i asked him dave if uh, diarrhea has been a problem with him you know what he told me he said it runs in the family Coach, I got You're killing me, John. <laughs> a lot of fat people in my family. Nobody runs in my family, Coach. <laughs> 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach at your service. By the way, and not to depress people in advance, Big Dog, but apparently the Farmer's Almanac is predicting, I don't know if you're a longtime Farmer's Almanac guy, but they are predicting that this will be one of the more brutal winters that we here in the Midwest have ever had. What do you mean by brutal, Coach? Uh like- called freezing temperatures and lots of snow. Is that specific enough for you? Well, okay, usually we don't have both. Usually it's either or. Yes, I agree. So that's why I was wondering why why you meant brutal, but you're saying it's going to be both. Both. Well, I'm not saying farmer's almanac is hopefully the farmers are growing something that is affecting their ability to write the almanac, because if they're right, I may be just doing the show from Florida. Feel free to join me. I might have to do that, Coach. You know, I, I was given the offer to move to Florida for three months. I might actually... Really? I might meet up with you on that point. The only problem, though, was the three months Joel was uh, given the offer to move to Florida were July, August, and September. No, it was January, February, March, Coach. Oh, I don't care what the offer is. Go. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Was this business-related or uh, social? uh, Business-related. So. Go south, young man. Go south. Go south? 
Go south, young man. You, we can still do this show. It's the beauty of the Internet. Yeah, that it, it is the beauty. Except I'd be doing it from 11 to noon down there, and it would kind of throw off my day. I already figured this out. I'll give you an extra hour of sleep. Got your beauty yeah, rest. Why not? Yeah, the, the, per, I'll, the person's begging me to go work for him for three months. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should do it. I, I probably right. will. Coach. All right. Well, but I'm, I'm a pasty-faced white boy. I'll melt down there. Well, I think it'd be a little bit good for your pasty. You wouldn't be so pasty. I don't care about my complexion, Coach. I would rather be white than have melanoma all over me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I can deal with the fact that I, no, I don't have to. All these people, I need some sun. Well, I, we will, I don't need the sun, Coach. We'll send you down there. with our, We're uh, in the process of making some two guys in a mic uh, advertising specialties, marketing items. We're going to come out with our own uh, SP. I think it's 45. With the two guys and a Mike logo on there, so we'll make sure we send you down with the 10 or 15 tubes of the SP-35. 45, I think it is. SP-45, two guys and a Mike sunscreen. You'll be all set, Big though. You can be out in the sun all you want. It's actually on the Tampa side, the Gulf side. So I have to find out whether or not their beaches have been uh, destroyed by the, by what do you call it, uh, BP before I actually go uh, down there. Oh, is it a cleanup job? No, 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 no. It is actually working for one of my buddies that I used to work for, and uh, he was like, he's been begging me to come down there and and uh, do a sales job for him. And he's like, hey, I'll put you up in an extended stay for like three months, and it's at his one of his gyms. He's like, this is our busiest time of year. He's like, and he's like, and I'll get you a security job, and you can still do your radio show. So I'm, I'm considering doing and, it. And he's talking the months January, February, and March. I'll tell you what, if you don't take it. You come in studio, host the show. I'll take the damn job. Okay, not a bad idea. Yeah, not and then you're gonna idea. have to come home and uh, take care of my family as well. I, I, I don't know if I can deal with the snow, coach. <laughs> All right, eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Big dog and the coach at your service right up until eleven o'clock, talking sports and more. Uh, the Cubs did win yesterday, fourteen to two. I'm all over the Mike Quade. Uh, fever right now. Big dog six and two under Quade. They're playing much more with a sense of urgency. Big game by Ramos Ramirez yesterday. Starlin Castro, by the way, quietly continues to hit the heck out of the ball. Three out of five yesterday and, uh, 14 to two yeah. over Pittsburgh. You got to admit, since Uncle Lou has headed down south, the Mike Quade Cubs have been a different ball club. Uh, yeah, they have, but that doesn't mean Mike Quade should end up being the Chicago Cubs manager next year. I really don't want to hear that type of talk. Well, that's exactly what I want. Right now I'm caught up. And by the way, not six and two, five and two. I apologize. Okay. Well, let's not start going crazy, okay, because they're playing 714 baseball since Mike Wade took over. Okay, Mm -hmm. I I think it's more of uh, anybody who would have replaced Lou Pinella, they would have went on a little bit of a run. Anybody that really wanted them and paid attention to the game and cared. No offense to Lou, but he's been out of it for months. He's got other yep. things on his mind. Yep. So, so let's not go crazy because they've won a couple games. I I can't help it. I'm lost. Uh, you know, it'll I'll probably come back down to earth. But right now, I'm caught up in the quad A wave. What can I tell? Well, you? So, so what? So if Manny Ramirez has uh, ten RBIs in his first, uh, you know, twelve games, are you going to be like, oh, I was wrong? They should have signed Manny Ramirez. That's an interesting question. As you change topics on me. Um, because I'm rooting for the White Sox. Don't you know? Make no mistake about. It. I just don't like this particular move. If Manny Ramirez starts hitting the heck out of the ball and gets the Sox to the playoffs, I guess I I don't know how I feel. I guess the best way I can describe it, dog, is I will be happy, definitely delighted that the White Sox are in the hunt and uh, you know and, and and win if that scenario happens. 
but it will be lessened a little bit. The joy will not be as much as it would be as if it would have been done with the natural team and not uh, Sir Manny. Well, I guess we're going to find out, won't we? Because something tells me he's going to get really, really hot. I know he hasn't been hot since the whole performance-enhancing drugs thing came mm-hmm. out, but as something tells me he is going to go on a nice little tear here. So. Uh, speaking of really hot, by the way, Alex Rios had a little bit of a slump maybe a couple of weeks ago. Boy, he's back out of it. Yesterday, five for six. Four RBIs, five for six. And I'll tell you, another guy who is, uh, you don't want to, you know, get too overly excited too early, big dog. But I've talked to some people that know pitching more than me, and they're telling me that this guy, Chris Sale, the rookie for the White Sox. Yeah, and, and, and a legit rookie, like I know Joe Crispino would hate to say this, but no, he's a true freshman. The guy was drafted in June. He's not like a rookie that they took in ninth or right. 2004 that finally made it. This guy was in the minor leagues for a month and a half before they moved him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't happen very often, Coach. Uh, well, it, it very, very seldom, and very, very seldom do they have the success that Chris Sale uh-huh. is having, but he's getting batters out. I talked to someone over the weekend, ex-college baseball pitcher, very knowledgeable on the game. He says his strikeout, his batter versus pitcher combo, when he took on Joe Maurer, of the Twins over the weekend in that clutch ninth inning, I think it was eighth inning, ninth inning situation, where he struck out Mauer. That was big time. And yesterday, and I missed the game, but I'm looking at the stats. He pitched one inning again in relief, big dog. And uh, I think he gave up one hit, struck out the side. We may have a star in the making, if not the current, this kid, Chris Sale. You know, uh, what, what the White Sox organization has handled him really well. They, you know, they want the kid to be a starting pitcher. But they realize something. Lefties can't hit him whatsoever. And they were like, you know what? Why doesn't he be our, our left-handed specialist? We don't even have one, and we really need one. So they, you know, they told the kid, hey, you just we're gonna we're gonna go one inning at a time for you. Uh, but then, uh, you know, eventually we're gonna you're gonna be pitching every single day. You're gonna be a starter. They've handled him pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's taken to it all right. All right, we will see. White Sox going for a two in a row against Cleveland. Six ten, the tip off tonight, taking on the uh, Cleveland Indians as they move within. Three of the Minnesota Twins. Hopefully the Twins will get beaten tonight. 888-463-6748. We're talking Residue Tuesday. Some of the stuff that happened from the weekend and certainly a previewing. Don't forget we got college football coming up Thursday. We'll definitely get into that. And, of course, this will be our first football Friday coming up this weekend. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, Big Dog. We can go to line 2, 4, 7, or 13. Big Dog, you make the call. I'm going to go line 13, Coach. 13. Staring superstition right in the face, are you? My favorite number, you know that. What a brave gentleman you are. Off the line, 13 we go. Checking in from Lunt Avenue in the fine city of Chicago. It's Lunt Avenue. Lou, checking in. Lou! Lou? Gentlemen, number 13 after Johnny Knox, who might be the only bright spot on that offense. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> doing much better. I was thinking about you like two days ago, Lunt Avenue, Lou. Yeah, did you think about me jumping off a cliff after watching that Bears game? Because that was a close call. <laughs> Luckily, there aren't any cliffs in the city of Chicago. It's just in the quarries in Elmhurst and Lamont. <laughs> well, you know, Lamont, I've seen it. Uh, and I've also seen the one in Elmhurst. I'm thinking about going out that direction. If they have a lunch in Elmhurst, I'm moving there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to if you're gonna watch a Bear game this year, I would uh, highly recommend first level. Lower level or first level. Don't Don't watch in a high rise. Yeah, two things I've learned from this preseason already. You know, you, you know, you can take a lot from the preseason. They talk about, you know, the players learn as each game goes on. I've learned a couple of things. One, 
don't self-medicate myself during this season because I might wind up doing something stupid. <laughs> Two, don't drink because the depression that sits in after the game is just monumental, my friend. So, therefore, I've learned those two things when watching Chicago Bears preseason football. Uh, you know, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you're, the, the players are supposed to learn something. So, like, when you have a bad preseason game or a great preseason game, you just shrug it off. Uh, it's only a preseason game. But, Lou, when you see the same thing happen over and over and now over again, three games in a row, makes makes you worry a little bit. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. I heard Lovey on some other radio station this morning talking about, hey, you know, our record's still 0-0. Zero and zero. Yeah, okay, in La La Land, there's still a preseason record, and you look like garbage. You can keep putting a mask on a pig and calling it something else. But in the end, it's still a pig, and that's what we got out there. Firing is not even. pig. Well, well, actually, he said it like this: "We're still zero and zero. Is how he actually said it. Let right. Our team, I, I, our team needs to play with more emotion. We need to get more excited. Our players need to show more passion. Okay, Lovey, wait, wait to fire up the I, troops. Hey, listen, my friend. I think I figured it out. He talks that slow to put you into like a lulled state, so you yourself have no time to argue because right now you're in some kind of a weird coma coming out of that conversation. Yep." You listen to them, and it's so slow, you just want to shoot yourself that's, in the head. That's why I'm most of us you. Bear fans self-medicate. We have to after listening to Lovey. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I wish somebody had a, like one of those flip-share cameras in the locker room the day that uh, Lovey Smith flipped out last year, because supposedly the only time ever in Bear history he like started kicking stuff and was screaming at the top of his lungs during one of last year's halftime. Mm-hmm. I uh, hate to tell you, Big Dog, the uh-huh. rumor is that was a Lovey impersonator. Oh, they actually bad. brought in, by the way, the lovely impersonator, Lon Avenue Lou, if you're having a block party, a birthday party, uh, you're throwing a, you know, bachelorette party, maybe you got hired out. The lovely impersonator is available to show up to all, uh, bachelor, bachelorette parties and other occasions. Hey, if he's on Lund Street, that poor impersonator may not make it off the street if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, quite frankly, I'd worry for his health and safety. He can't get paid good enough. Just you know, I heard that flip out last year was just because there wasn't enough juicy fruit on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, you know, this this team, defensively, we, we've been hearing the same garbage for the last four years. You know, we're going to get after the quarterback. Uh, we're going to cause fumbles. We're going to do yeah, – so far, still looking, still waiting there, lovey. And then on offense, this Mike Mart system, you know what this is going to do? Kill your quarterback because Cutler's already running for his life. Oh, yeah. I, I, that is no surprise what's going on with Mike Mart in this particular offense. So – Things are so bad, I'm looking for the Cleveland Browns or the Oakland Raiders to have a good season, and I'll follow them. Because hey. it'd be nice to see some team that's doing horribly start to get out of the muck and mire because the Bears aren't doing it. Lon Avenue, Lou, let me uh, recommend that you self-medicate this Thursday as they take on the Cleveland Browns. Let me remind you. Let me remind you. And again, self-medication, an important uh, scenario here, that the Bears in 85, when they won the Super Bowl, greatest Bears team of all time, Went one in three to the exhibition season. If they could beat the Browns on Thursday with a little self-medication help, this could be our year. The, the only problem, you know, they didn't lose their last or first three and, and win their last one. There you go. But that team looked good in all four games, Coach. Yeah. So let's yeah, let me just even compare. If Mohamed Massacoy winds up with 100 yards receiving and three touchdowns for Cleveland. Self-medication might not be the right way for me to go. I think I gotta find a Zen place. I gotta drink some of the, some of that herbal tea or something, my friend, because I'm not so sure I can make it. Yeah. You, you are correct though, Big Dog. Who cares if we're winning or losing? It's the way 
that they are looking. If we're 0-3 and you see the offense at least in certain series and certain moments clicking and you see that potential, you feel good about it a little bit. But that has not been the case. And the other thing you're looking for, dog, is to see a little bit of improvement each and every time out in this yes, third yes. exhibition game. The Bear offense was abysmal. It was embarrassing. It was, and, and exactly how uh, one Avenue Lou said it, it, protect the quarterback. They, they haven't gotten any. The first game, you were like, well, it was the first game. It was it got worse the second game. It's even worse the third game. They can't protect their quarterback. And, and you know, all of a sudden, everyone's going to be blaming Cutler again. If Cutler's on his back all the time, it's not going to be his fault. So it, I it, don't it, even think he's going to make it. You're, you're going to wind up watching the Jim LaFever or whatever the kid's name is experience hey, along with Tom Collins. Or take Tom it easy. Collins or take whatever. it easy. I need a Tom Collins. I'm <laughs> I'm on the Dan Lefever bandwagon. I'm, I'm caught up in the Mike Quade Cup thing, and I'm also on the Dan Lefever band. You see him quarterback the ball club in the fourth quarter? I know they were against the second string, maybe third string defense, but that's the first time I've seen a quarterback in charge of a team, marching the team down for the Bears with a little bit of charisma, with a little bit of enthusiasm. Jake Cutler just, he almost embodies a little bit of the Lovey Smith, you know, take a pill and let's go to sleep. Attitude. I like Dan Lefevre. I'd love to see him give him a shot. And I'm also a Caleb Haney fan. Thank you very much. Well, Lefevre, he's, he's a local boy, right? He's Naples. Yeah. Where's that kid? Down Grove. Bennett, Bennett Academy, home in, of the Red Wing. He grew up in Grove. I have no problem rooting for him, but i got to be honest with you. Midway through my season, I'd like to see a Pro Bowl quarterback playing rather than for Lefevre or Collins or whoever else they find off the scrap heap. Because, honestly, that, that Williams kid on the left side, I thought last year he showed improvement. This year he's learned the turnstile method of offensive linemen. It's like yeah, go right ahead, Mister. Go ahead and hit the guy. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's like he's taking tickets as people pass him by. It's unbelievable <laughs> how bad he I is. I actually heard him say the last time somebody got sacked, "Olay," as if he missed the ball. You know, yeah, it's and, unbelievable. And, and Cutler was like, "Don't yell, Olay! Yell, look out!" So at least I know to, to protect the football when I'm about to get drilled. Yeah, we talked to Dave Wanstead last week off air, uh, Lun Avenue, Lou. Talked to him about Chris Williams. He said he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, did he say Did he, say he was flying around, too, and uh, all the pieces were still in place? I think he was talking about Israeli Adonijah when he said flying around, yes. i, I got to be honest with you. Every time I see the University of Pittsburgh and they show his mug, I vomit <laughs> a little in my mouth. I still have bad feelings about that. Uh, What's weird is, you know, Dick Duran was kind of in between those two guys. Uh, Brutal. He, he, was, he was such a wallflower that I don't even seem to hate the guy or remember him at all. Yeah, but it, 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 that's sad when you think about it because uh, we've mentioned this before here, uh, Big Dog, doing our shows. Uh, I remember we were talking to our esteemed host, Brian Bauer, who used to do the show. You remember Brian, Joel? Esteemed, you're funny. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't recall a Brian Bauer. All right, well, he was, a, he was a co-host on the show and a Big Bears fan as well. Oh, so the, you're yeah. talking about the bad boy. Yeah, whatever. But the point, the point I'm trying to make is you have one of the great franchises of all time. Seriously, the Chicago Bears. I mean, not just in football, in all of pro sports, you in could all argue. All of American sports. Yeah. yeah, one of the most storied traditions. And you look at some of the coaches that we've had over my 54 years. Jack Pardee. Boring. Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Uh, Dick Geron. Love Abe Gibron. Abe Gibbon at least gave me a little bit of the bear flavor. He was in way too way, way over his head. Should never have been a head coach, but at least we lost with some enthusiasm. But what kills me is we've had four or five coaches that are just just boring and nothing and, and no charisma and no energy. And again, we're talking one of the great franchises. It bothers me. And in Lovey Smith, and I'm sure Lovey's a very nice guy, but 
just not able to motivate a team. I mean, he needs to cut somebody that's uh, of major. That maybe that's the only way he can motivate people. Just why doesn't he cut somebody that we don't expect to get cut? The guy cut that somebody. is a guy that isn't performing right now. Have you guys watched Hard Knocks at all, my friends? Yes, I'm enjoying it. How come dead practice they hit each other all the time, and in our practice they simulate hitting people all the yes. time? Yes, it's because they want to have an excuse why in preseason games they don't tackle well. <laughs> Oh, it's because we don't tackle in practice. I, I'm getting so sick of that freaking excuse. Every time I hear somebody say it, I'm just like, all right, well, obviously you never played football. Okay, it's one of the uh, – tackling is a skill you have to practice. Okay, and I, and I keep on hearing that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, let's just have them keep missing tackles in, in the regular season. It, it's funny. All the great teams seem to tackle. Well, the best defenses of all time, they tackled in practice. The Ravens, the Bears, yeah, the but Giants. I will, I will say the Bears, uh, Lon Evan the Bears simulating tackling and they're simulating blocking probably as good a simulation as I've seen in recent years. You know yeah, what? They're right, they're right on par with that towel drill that Mark Pryor did back in the day. Fantastic. Simulated <laughs> pitching it. to a whole game. Yeah, that, that was the same simulation. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, Chicago you... is the town where you come to simulate. <laughs> Unbelievable. You took it right out of my mouth, Lou. Now I'm going to simulate having a beer thinking about how horrible that was. Is it noon yet? Uh, no. But somewhere it is. I'm uh, telling you, this thing's killing me. Could you simulate listening to our show a little more often, Lon Evan and Lou? Stop being a stranger and tune into two guys and a mic and tell a friend. Well, yeah, we need some listeners. You know, my friend, I'm always listening at the office. I've got the, I've got the earbud in the ear, you know, from the computer. Yep. You know, but I'm typing away furiously so the boss thinks I'm doing something. You know, that's one of those deals. Yep. You know, that's exactly what I'm up to. Studies have shown that office productivity will go up after listening to two guys and a mic. I don't know if that means we're boring, Joel, or, you know, I'm not quite sure if that's a good or a plus or a negative, but, uh, that's what our research shows, that office productivity. You listen to our show, your productivity at the office will go up. How about that, Lon Evan and Lou? I think it's, well, I think mine goes up because I goof around for the hour. I listen to you guys, yeah. and then i got to really focus and bust my tail the rest of the go. day. There you go. Beautiful. God bless you, Lon Evan and Lou. Be safe out there and uh, check in every once every six months. Will you, please? Hey, that's my schedule. See you then. <laughs> Lou. Smart ass. I'll check my schedule. Huh? See, that's that's the kind of... Lack of respect that we have here, Big Dunk. Lon Avenue getting it done. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, That's he's exactly stuff. right. He's exactly right. I think he, he, took, w- he took the towel comment right out of my mouth. I was about to say it, and, and he took it. So yeah. I'm sick of the stimulation here we got in the city of Chicago. <laughs> oh, goodness. couple of minutes left, Big Dog. Anything else happened over the weekend? I don't know, did you watch the Little League World Series, Japan, knocking off Hawaii 4-1? to one? Yeah, I gotta tell you something. Year in and year out, Japan has just like one of the most fundamentally sound baseball teams every single year. It's amazing how those kids play the same brand of baseball. And I know it's a, from a different middle league all over uh, Japan, but you well, know, they catch the ball, they throw the ball, and they run the bases like little bandits. What I would like to know is, is the area like the little league teams from the uh, the states are from a particular. Area, right, or a particular city? Yeah, they, like that, that's, that's Tom's, exactly New Jersey, Marietta, Georgia, whatever it might be. Is the team from Japan from a, a like numbered area, or is it from a much bigger area? It's supposed to be. So those kids from Tokyo are supposed to be from the okay. same neighborhood in Tokyo. Okay, so the, so there is rules as to like what area you can recruit. Yeah, from. okay. Yeah, the, the the draw is supposed to be exactly the same. Coach. Okay, all right. Fair so enough. You don't have to worry about. It isn't like Chinese Taipei where they were. Where they go all over Chinese Taipei, 
say they were from a particular neighborhood, but they would just find as many 16-year-old kids that looked like they were 12. Yeah. And then moving. That, to... And that's what they were doing for years, and they won five in a row. And mm-hmm. so they finally got busted doing that. Yeah. So. By the way, we talk about international dominance in the Little League World Series, Japan's victory, the first time, I believe, since 2004. 2003. That an international team has won. So the United States Little League oh, teams yeah. do a much better of late. Oh, yeah, they will because the United States teams, they've been cracking down on all that yep. stuff. Yep. I know you're a big uh, indie racing, uh, auto racing guy, big dog. Kurt Busch winning another one over the weekend. It was right here in Chicago. He is red hot. Doing absolutely phenomenal lately. It's uh, it, it was it's weird. They didn't have the nationwide series in Chicago this week. It was only NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It was great. All right, and finally, uh, United States. I don't know if you saw the game or not. Barely, barely beating Brazil after two easy victories over the weekend. Seventy to sixty-eight. Brazil actually had a shot to tie it up at the buzzer, but Leonardo Barbosa missed the shot. Good ball game though, and the U.S. was challenged. Yeah, yeah. Barbosa is a very, very good player in international style ball. And it's pretty much assumed now that the U.S. will get the number one seed in that particular uh, uh, bracket because now they play Tunisia, Tunisia, and after that they play Iran. <laughs> the so ten- they, they might win both of those games by at least 60. We will open up tomorrow's show with a scouting report of the Tunisia international basketball team. Oh, that, that should be scintillating. Beautiful, beautiful. Big dog, we appreciate you coming on today. Uh, our female listeners want to know what days this week uh, you have a chance of being on. Well, uh, I'm not exactly 100% sure about that, but I'm pretty sure Thursday's a go. Without a doubt, and maybe even tomorrow, I'm not sure yet, Coach. Okay, very good. Big dog, be safe out there. We appreciate it. Lund Avenue, Lou, all the people listening out there. We much, much appreciate it. David Olson, our producer, great job as well. And uh, tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. And it starts at 10. TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. Signing off.